What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. It is Tune In Tuesday. Tune In Tuesday. What that means, if you are not from around these parts, is that every Tuesday we gather for spirit-filled real talk. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is real talk, but backed with truth and wisdom and practical tools so that you can actually progress in your life. So if you haven't already, you're going to want to subscribe to the podcast. And when you do, you get a free gift from me. So whether that's on Spotify, Apple, wherever, go ahead and subscribe and then visit julianapage.com under the podcast tab to re to claim your free gift. All right. The other thing you're gonna want to know, this is where you get all the inside news over here on the podcast. Go to julianapage.com as well and go to the work with me tab. There you will find Courage Co. This is a private community. You can register for free and it's where I share all sorts of transformational leadership tools to help you practically up level and revolutionize your life from the inside out. There's also a mastermind that you can apply for as well. We're going to launch in January, but you can hear all the details about that and be the first to know when you get in and register for Courage Co. So get your booty over there and make that happen. All right. Now, when it comes to the message for today, this one lit a fire in my soul. It also is an anointing that came with a price, right? Whenever you see people with oil on their life, if there's a minister that you look up to, if there is a leader that you look up to, that came with pain. That came with a price. It came with sacrifice. It came from ridicule. It came from many different things, character assassinations. It could come from false accusations and just so many things where the enemy tried to work evil on you. He tried to run his three-part agenda to kill, steal, and destroy, but God worked it for good and turned it for good. Okay, so this message today, the title is Progression Killers. Progression Killers, okay? That too is what it sounds like. Anything that is killing your progress is an enemy to you, okay? (laughs) I just want you to entertain that for a second. Anything that is killing your progress is an enemy to you, okay? So this could be thoughts that you have that are lies that you're partnering with. 
These could be emotions that you continue to indulge in. So think about any emotion that's tied to being a victim versus any emotion that's tied to being a victor. Okay, so things like anxiety, fear, gossip, doubt, insecurity, control, right? Victim operating system versus victor operating system is confidence, boldness, courage, kindness, truth, wisdom, discernment, obedience, different, different operating systems, right? And you can tell the difference of those people (laughs) when they show up in the world. This progression killers, these could be bad habits and routines that are running in your life. You know, Netflix, (laughs) Netflix can take you down an interesting tunnel. Think about all that time, right? The amount of time that you give to Netflix, what if you gave that to your purpose? Just saying. Okay. It could be people, could be jobs. Yeah. Jobs, certain jobs that you're no longer supposed to be at, those can be progression killers. It could be relationships. Yep. Sometimes relationships serve you for a season. And then when you keep them longer, they become a progression killer. So first task, because this is spirit Feel real talk after all. Make a list. You can do it in your mind if you're driving, but make a list. If you have a notepad, I recommend doing that. Brain dump. First First things that come to your mind. When you write progression killers, make a list of all of the things that are blocking your progress. Could even be you. (laughs) Your thoughts, the emotions that you're indulging in, the things that you're tolerating, the distractions, pettiness, bad habits, right? Write down all of those things. And what that's going to reveal to you or hold up for you are things that can't go with you into the next season. So one of the ways that God works with you and for you is growing you up and maturing your character while you're experiencing things that might be unjust or that don't make sense. God will still work it for good by growing you up and growing you through it and bringing you out on the other side, right? So I just want you to think about that. Write down all of the progression killers and take a screenshot of that. That is what no longer gets to come with you to the next level. And if you continue to indulge in it and partner with it, it will keep you stuck. It will keep you small. It will keep you settling, which when you are in that state, in that position, often there's every wicked thing, meaning there's anger, there's frustration, there's resentment, right? And a lot of times you can be in this position and be waiting for somebody to give you permission when you are the one that needs to do that, okay? You are not being held back. All right, so story time, because I'm going to take the heat off you now. (laughs) You're welcome and give you an example of what this looks like. So story context lesson. That's where we're going. So you're going to want to listen to this all the way through. If already this has hooked you, you're going to want to make sure that you share it with a friend. Okay. Share it with a couple friends. Just copy the link and share it with your people. There's so many times where I have done this when I'm listening to something that's inspiring me and it lands in their text message or in their message or wherever, right when they need to hear it. So go ahead and do that. So story, I was led to partner with a coaching company. Now, I am somebody that has been 
coaching and exposed to the industry since 2008. I fell in love with it. I resisted stepping into it. <laughs> God taught me a lesson there that radically changed my life. <laughs> I finally surrendered to it and I became intimately acquainted with my giftings and what I was put on this planet to do. And it was insane. I had never felt anything like that in my entire life. Nothing had ever come so easy to me and nothing was ever in comparison so obvious. Meaning as I was coaching, other people are like, how are you doing that? How do you know what to do? How do you know what to say? How are you holding space like that? How are you relating to that person? How are you asking all these great questions? Like what chapter in the workbook are you on? And none of that made sense. Like I wasn't studying. <laughs> Not really. Like it wasn't like anything I had done in my life. I just knew what to do. And to me, especially because I put God at the center of my business now, when I pray and get out of the way, he moves every time straight up. So it's something that I absolutely love. It's something that I've been exposed to for years and seen many different things play out. And it was not attractive when I first set foot in the industry, right? So all that to say, I was really excited to partner with another individual on impacting lives through coaching and really revolutionizing the industry and helping people get their breakthroughs and get their transformations. Because when that happens and people start evolving, generations are shifted. Like this is no small matter. So I was like amped about this, but I was really prayerful because during the time and season when I took this on, I didn't have extra space or so I thought in my life to add this to my mix. Like it did not make sense. Like I was already working full time, volunteering, doing all the things like I just there was no room <laughs> to add this into my life. And I didn't understand it, but I prayed about it. I spoke to other uh, spiritual friends and, and got counsel on it and had them praying as well and really kept getting the confirmation that this was something that I was to step into, but I had no clue what that was going to look like. The strategy was just to go in low be excellent, be of service, be obedient to God, let him work. Like just move without needing to know. Just know that he said, yes, move here. That's it. That's all you need to know. Okay. So I did that. And over a series of months, I started seeing a lot of things. And for lack of a better word right now, that were just whack, right? I was like, what is happening here? Like, how long has this been going on? Like, are people aware? Like, this is crazy. Um, the foundation of this particular company was fear. And the word says where there is fear, there is every other wicked thing. And that happened to look like control, manipulation, passive aggressive behaviors. It looked like micromanagement, looked like anxiety. It looked like insecurity. It looked like a hot mess, okay? So I'm up in there and I'm like, whoa, but the assignment was to stay low and be excellent and serve. So I just kept praying like, Lord, help me, <laughs> like help me to stay low, help me to serve, help me to, to practically know how to do that. Keep me out of the way, less of me, more of you, you know, use me, help me to be effective, right? Like not my will, but your will be done. Okay. And so as that happened, 
what started happening was blowing my own mind, right? Like he was having me minister to, to different people that were a part of this team and different people that this company was impacting. And it was wild. Like people were getting, it was almost like chiropractic adjustments, right? Like <laughs> they were getting adjusted and they were getting positioned, but at an accelerated pace and right. And, and really moved into destiny. And I know that that sounds cliche, but like quite literally, right? They were getting these profound revelations. Uh, they were getting different, just things that they couldn't deny, confirmations, right? About their lives, about how to move forward, about what's not working, all the things. Meanwhile, being in a very high intensity and pressure environment, right? And there was a lot of pettiness and gossip and all sorts of things operating here, okay? So I continue to see this. And I'm like, Lord, what are we going to do? Like this, this is uncomfortable. Like I don't quite understand. Like I can pray through this. Uh, but really, like what are we going to do? Because this is really like vexing my spirit to a degree too and watching other people be in pain. So there were things that were like manifesting physically. People were breaking out in hives. People were having random meltdowns. I'm talking like mature, stable women would just be bursting into tears from having bottled things up for so long and not being able to take this environment and what was happening there. And people were just so ready to get out of this space. I'm like, well, this is really kind of a bummer, right? This is not as it appeared on the outside. This is not what people were sold. And this is just not okay, right? So I received a prophetic download and it was like this. It was the truth is going to come to light. And there's two directions that this is going to go potentially. Number one, if when the truth surfaces, there could be growth, okay? It could hurt. It could be like, e, like, I don't like it. I don't like this, how this feels. I don't how, like having to look at this. I don't like that this is true, but I know that it's true. And leadership from the top will be like, okay, and take ownership and start turning the ship. And the entire team will be on board to help and it will go in like a beautiful direction that's far greater than anyone could have asked or imagined, right? Option one. And I'm like, yes, like, let's track with that. That's exciting, okay? Like, game on. Like, I've got some staying power. You've proven that before. Like, let's do this. Or option two, truth will come to light and people will start dropping like flies. And I'm like, eee, that one don't sound good, right? Like, people leaving, quitting, getting fired, all the things, right? So I was like, yikes, that doesn't sound good. But I was like, okay, now I know what's up. Like now I know what the assignment is. Like I, I've been in it, I see it, I get what's operating. I get what you want me to partner with and what you want me to stand for and what you want me to like apply pressure with, right? So I'm like, cool. But what I didn't know was that I was gonna be the one bringing the truth to light. <laughs> I wasn't ready, like I didn't think so. So I inevitably wrote a, a long note to the CEO of this company and put them on aware about what was happening and essentially said, I sense strongly that you need to interview your team. Things are not as they seem here. This is not a healthy space. And for the longevity of your company, it's very important that you actually get their stories and find out what really is happening here while you're removed. Because this particular CEO decided that the hire 
they're going, the less involvement they need to have with their team, which is, again, not leadership that I agree with, but that's what was happening. And so things were just falling apart. So shared that. The CEO was grateful, receptive. I'm like, yes, we're going with plan A. We're turning the ship. This is going to be great. No sooner than 48 hours later, (laughs) someone quits, another person quits, somebody was served a demotion, and they decided that I was no longer somebody that they wanted to consult with and work with. And I was like, yo, God, like this was a crazy assignment. But what was revealed to me was you stay low, you stay excellent, you stay in obedience, and God will perfect all things concerning you, right? Like either the CEO is going to, again, partner with growth and with transformation, or the CEO is not going to do that. If the CEO partners with growth, stay on board. Help, help make that, that work happen because I'm a builder, right? But if not, there's no purpose in this and you got to get out. <laughs> so when I uh, realized that and recognized that, it, it came as a promotion. It was the most wild thing. I had never felt more protection, more protected, more powerful, more secure in my entire life. It was the most radical experience. But the crazy thing was, so I had been journaling in my notebook about victory and breakthrough in key areas of my life. And that, you know, I I have God's approval. I have heaven's approval. I'm not going for man's approval. I am stepping out on what God is saying. And I believe that he's got me, right? He gives me the strength to help me make the right decisions. He's, He's really going to move and I'm going to see the hand of his justice on my life and he's going to make all things right. Okay. So I'm like journaling about this and I was getting the the prophetic unction that this was going to happen in seven days, like seven days from when I was journaling that something was going to shift. <laughs> and it was actually in, let's see, 16, 15, 14, 13. It was actually in four days that this happened. But I was writing this as if it was going to happen within seven days. It happened in four. Okay. Now, and I'm talking about like victory and breakthrough. Okay. And when you get news that something is not a fit for, for you or that you're not a fit for it, that doesn't feel like victory and breakthrough. But when you know what God is up to, you're like, oh, like, yes. And like, how amazing that victory, breakthrough, promotion, and justice were served up, (laughs) right, for me, like immediately and abruptly, right, because truly no hater can stop God's favor, okay, and promotion often happens in the spirit before in the natural, right, so whatever is not of God becomes irrelevant. And when the assignment is done, it's done. So everybody in that world that I'm connected to, and I'm still connected to them today because of how God moved in their own life and also like used me in different ways to help them too, it was just insane, right? But I kept telling them that I was on assignment and I don't know how long I'm here, what it's going to look like, but I'm here until the assignment's 
done. And when the assignment was done, it was done, right? And anytime you have opposition or adversity, those people or those situations are a footstool to lift you up. And whatever they're intending for evil, whatever the enemy in this case is intending for evil or for harm, God uses for good every time. And we are in a season that is an elevation season, okay? So the interesting thing about this as the story is progressing, I got that news on one day and in less than 24 hours, God had sent me to a conference with some beautiful women and allowed me to hear from different speakers that were sharing some very powerful testimonies. One is that rejection is always God's protection. (laughs) And that like in this particular story, this woman ended up hiring somebody who had rejected her. So the very person that rejected her ended up calling her boss. And I was like, yo, if that ain't my word, right? And then after that, it's like, if you will just be obedient to the Lord, he will work all things for good. It's still working. He's perfecting all things concerning you. You're only going up. Like, just stay obedient because the blessing and the way that you get to love your life is being in relationship with God and doing life with God. And you did that. Now be still and watch him contend with those that contend with you. Prepare a table in the presence of the enemies. Silence the tongue of the accuser and prove it to be in the wrong. Like watch him work. Just be still and know, right? And I was like, like, (laughs) like how crazy, right? But it was just, God always knows is the point. So I want to give you some context because this is so, so important. The progression killer for me, if I wasn't paying attention, was to get this assignment in the wrong perspective or to fall into, you know, habits of a a lesser version of myself, right? Like a, a unrenewed version of myself, a activating a part of myself that wasn't transformed, right? So if I were to fall into the person that was unhealed from rejection, or if I had fallen into the person that thought that people pleasing was a lifestyle, right? Or if I had fallen into the person that really just is familiar with codependency and thinks that that's normal, I would be in big trouble, right? Like huge trouble right now. And if I refused to speak the truth, I wouldn't have been in obedience, And I wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to not advocate for myself in this space and saying, hey, like what I decided to partner with you on is not happening here. And you've got some options, right? Like I'm for you and I'm with you and I'll build with you if this is what you're building. But if you're not, like I'm out is essentially what I was offering, right? And they were like, nope, like we don't want to change. We don't want to grow. Like we, we are lying essentially and and we're not we're not going the same direction it's not a fit right but i didn't let them tell me that i'm not a match or that i'm not a fit right i knew that i was there on assignment which is very different than when you don't know that like when you are only operating from the physical and trying to please man whew, like it is a very bumpy journey right but you already have heaven's approval you're not going for man And somebody that is secure and that doesn't have anything to lose shows up very different than somebody that's desperate. Like when somebody is desperate or needy, they can be abused, they can be manipulated, they can be controlled, right? But you don't have to accept that. 
Okay. So I want to give you some reminders here when it comes to a progression killer, because it's one thing to know that that's a progression killer. It's another not to tolerate it. And it's even another to do something about it and to not continue to allow that in your life. Okay. So really and truly adversity, opposition of any kind, people, jobs, relationships, habits, right? Low self-esteem, anxiety, all of these things, just lies that the enemy plants in your mind. Adversity is a reminder to keep going. You can allow adversity to break you or you can allow it to be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. And get that in your spirit. Like God can take you through a fire and you don't even come out smelling like smoke. That can happen. You come out on fire. Okay. Like he literally activates a fire in you. So for example, for me, in this case, I have never felt more passionate about coaching than I do right now. Never. Because what I saw operating, how people were being sold a lie, how people were being presented one thing, especially in a mental health, emotional wellness, inner life space, right? Like so many people are putting so much trust and so much investment, time, money, lots of money, energy into something that is not as it seems. That breaks my heart, but it stirred up such a fire in me to be like, no, 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 no. If that darkness is operating, I am going to turn up the light straight up. Like that's what's going to happen. And I've never felt more passion, like ignite on the inside of me, right? Because it's not about me, but you will have a righteous anger for anything that you know that you're called to impact and influence. You will. So for example, I have such a heart for the underdog, right? So anytime I see, you know, unnecessary treatment or unjust treatment, I'm like, like, (laughs) I'm like, no, right? So that was stirred up in me. I'd never been more on fire for coaching and the industry and the power that it has to truly revolutionize people's lives. It's a beautiful vehicle, especially if God's at the center. But when he's not, it can be very messy. I was also humbled because I remember a time where God was not at the center of my business. And I just heard this revelation in my spirit. You could have looked just like that. And I was like, well, dang, God, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your development. Thank you for your protection in my life, right? Because I don't want to actually look anything like that. And I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your spirit that leads me and guides me. Thank you, right? And I could still bless this person that's positioning themselves as an enemy, right? Because I do not want that person to suffer at the end of the day. I also don't want them to be impacting people in a negative way and selling them lies. Like it just ain't good, right? So you can pray for your enemies and those that spitefully use you, right? And also know if they don't know you, anything that they say or any opinions that come out of their mouth, they have nothing to do with you, okay? They just reveal who they are and what's true for them. All right. So at any rate, this stirred up such a passion in me. I've never felt more powerful, more stirred up. I've never been more convinced that you cannot not 
advocate for yourself because when you don't advocate for yourself, you're not advocating for those around you. You accept and partner with what you know is wrong, right? You become compliant. You become a yes person. You submit to a mission that is not God's mission, right? And you go along with what's not okay. What makes you any different if you're willing to tolerate it and partner with it? Yikes, right? So I've never, I, you know, for a long time, didn't feel like I had a voice, didn't feel like I was a good communicator, (laughs) didn't feel strong, bold or courageous at all, right? And I knew that in many hard lessons, what I had to learn was to speak up. And I did that here. So there's been no regrets, right? But the beautiful thing is, is like when you are walking in God's will, it is the safest place to be and you will sleep soundly at night. Like you've got to protect your peace. Okay. So I walked away with that. And then I also, it gave me a lot of really cool wisdom pieces for my own business. So it made me think of Mary Kay, right? When she was getting started, she kept getting rejected from different positions because she wasn't a man. And I was like, oh, that's so frustrating. Of course, she was living it, so it was very frustrating for her. But what she did with that was she took all of that rejection and all of that frustration and she just brain dumped everything that she wanted to build in a business and everything that she was going to stand for and the type of team that she was going to create and the type of influence that she was going to have. Right. And she just wrote it all down and then decided to go out and build that. And so something very similar happened to me. I was like, this is not the way I'm going to build, but these are all the things that I'm going to do. And this is the type of team that I'm going to build. And this is how I'm going to show up. And these are the things that are absolutely non-negotiable. And these are the things that are not allowed in this environment. Right. It was so, so powerful. Okay, so again, You can allow adversity to break you or you can allow it to be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Because the reality is you can do everything right and still not be treated right, okay? Like you can be super resourceful. You can be excellent. You can show up and keep a good attitude. You can be kind, right? You can be humble. You can be a servant leader. You can do everything right and still not be treated right. So you've got to give yourself permission to let that be okay. It's not okay, but you've got to give yourself permission to let that be okay. Because it's not about you. You are on assignment. And don't ever, do not ever turn your back on what God has given you. That is the most important thing. Whether they receive it or not, you still got to go hard. You can't base what's right by how people respond and by how people treat you. When you know it's right for you based on what God has given you, it does not matter what man is doing. No matter how whack (laughs) it is, it does not matter. It does not matter. You've got to master in the main thing and keep the main thing the main thing. Stop doing things for them and do it for God, right? Like you're doing everything as unto the Lord. Okay, if you allow them to dictate and control your life, you'll never live the life that's designed for you. Use it as fuel to become greater. Become a lion, not a puppy. I love that as a visual, right? When you picture a lion, right? They don't go around prancing (laughs) and showing you how great they are. They just know. They walk with this like 
poise and this presence that you just don't see anywhere, right? A puppy is kind of just like a yes and do this, I'll, I'll just obey. I'll obey man and be a man pleaser, right? A lion doesn't do that. A lion knows their identity. A lion knows who they're submitted to actually. And a lion walks in the fullness of that, in the confidence of that, in the boldness of that. Two very, again, different operating systems. And yes, they were trying to stop you, but they don't know they were really giving you fuel to go harder for your dream. Let them keep doing wrong. Let them keep overlooking the truth, right? Because God does provide a way of escape, whether that's with temptation, whether that's with you being wicked and being an evil person. He sends his messengers. He sends his angels. He sends his wisdom. He provides the way of escape. But if you don't choose it, and decide to keep doing wrong and just deny it and try to just remove it from your space and pretend like you didn't see it, there's consequences there too. And you don't want to be a part of that. So if God protects you, keep it moving. <laughs> Hold your head high and keep it moving. Let them keep doing wrong, but you go hard because no hater can stop God's favor. When you've been called, Oftentimes, you will be crucified. You will. You'll be condemned and you'll be, con- you'll be treated unjustly. It's the truth. It will just happen. And people will try to, to really like take down your name and shame you and, and reject you and create all these false accusations about you because there's something about a person that's been called that other people can't handle. There's something about a person with light that makes people cringe and darkness flee. Resist the enemy, apply pressure, right? And he'll flee from you. Watch, he'll flee from you, right? God gave you light. The assignment is to shine it. Everyone isn't meant to handle the light. When someone has darkness in their soul, they can't handle the light, right? So sometimes, well, the truth is, like, people that, that really want to grow and that really want to evolve, if they see you bring hard truth to them in love, right, they will be so grateful that you cared and that you had the courage and integrity to do that. But people that like the darkness will feel victimized. They will feel insecure. They will feel intimidated. And they will push you away as quick as possible. Okay. That's just the reality. If people want to find something wrong, even if there isn't anything, they will make it up. You cannot let the opinions of man be greater than what God says about you. You cannot. All you have to do if you find yourself in adversity or opposition is be obedient. Weather the storm and keep pursuing the vision and what God has put in your heart no matter what comes against you. They're not the highest power. Stop giving them permission to stop what is meant for you. Don't turn down for anyone. Apply pressure. The mission isn't predicated on people treating you right or giving you opportunity. The awful, whatever it is and whatever it looks like, can't kill your dreams. So stop focusing on it and making it bigger than it is. And I know that it's hard. I know it's tough, but keep being excellent. 
God positioned them to take you higher and further. People will try to play with your name, your character, and your emotions. It may shock you and it may disappoint you. Shake off the dust. Put an end to it. Just because other people are sick doesn't mean you need to be. Don't accept it. You can't be sick and do what you're here to do. Flip the script. Don't question your common sense and spirit-led wisdom. Wrong is wrong and they know it. So do you. Don't allow people to play with you or your destiny. Adversity isn't a sign to give up, but to go up. Divine protection, baby. You have a responsibility to the gifts that have been bestowed in you. It's not pretty, (laughs) and it won't always be, but it's purposeful. There's a you waiting for you that you can't even picture right now. The journey is building it. Nothing is stopping you. Turn up your drive, commitment, and consistency. That is entirely up to you. Truly, it's entirely up to you, okay? I know that there's a saying too that hurt people hurt people, but that is not an excuse. Hurt people still know wrong from right. And your job here is to stop justifying it, okay? Let your future show you what you're meant for. Because if people get a high off making you feel low, be careful. If that's what makes them feel good, it's sick. And you don't need to catch that disease. They probably have nothing else going on and they find their significance in that. Don't fall for it. Never feel guilty for doing what's best for you. Say no to anything less. Play smart, not dumb, and look out for you. Someone who wants what's best for you will always champion you. Always. It might hurt your heart, but people that don't help you elevate aren't your people. They're only interested in their own elevation and needs. And selfishness will never create togetherness. Don't keep them in your life, even by thinking about how they mistreated you or keeping them in your emotions. Don't keep them in your life. You'll never live in power and freedom and purpose with these people and you won't elevate as long as they're connected to you. You deserve way more than people committed to playing with your emotions and making you feel low and question yourself. When you care about a person, do you want to make them more sure or unsure of themselves? When you care about a person, do you wanna give them more questions or more solutions? When you care about a person, do you want to advocate for them or do you wanna tear them down? I think you know the answers, right? Elevate your life and the people in it. When you think about progression killers, you can ask, what is controlling you? What are you submitted to? Who needs some termination letters in your life? If you accept it, don't complain about it. Or you can get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You can remove who doesn't need to be in your life. That's just facts, right? 
So something interesting, a scripture that I saw today is Proverbs 1 from the Passion Translation, verse 7. We cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge. Don't let that be you. When I had been really prayerful about this, God actually led me to Nehemiah. And I've received so many words about Nehemiah. It's just wild at this point. But what I was getting about Nehemiah was a few things. One is the example to remain faithful to the Lord, even in the midst of opposition. That is what Nehemiah represents. He was faithful to the Lord, even in the midst of opposition. When you do that, God will fight for you. You need only be still. Okay? He also was a transformational leader. With prayer and obedience to God, Nehemiah not only led God's people to rebuild Jerusalem, but also led them back to worshiping God. He demonstrated commitment, courage, passion, and you can accomplish much more when you align with the will and the plan of God. Nehemiah is a beautiful example of remaining faithful to the Lord, even in the midst of opportunity or of opposition, right? Opposition really is opportunity. Adversity is a reminder just to keep going. There's a verse in Nehemiah 2 verses 17 18 that says this, then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of God on me and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. Okay, powerful metaphor, powerful truth here. God calls the right people to do his good works. Where man looks at the outward appearance and the potential that they think that you have, God looks at the heart. There are many examples in the Bible of people who did everyday ordinary tasks that brought great pleasure to God. The story of Nehemiah shows that God blesses the work of those who work faithfully. God allowed Nehemiah to travel back with the king's blessing to rebuild the walls and temple of Jerusalem. Things became tricky when their enemies wanted to stop them. Opposition, adversity, but God continued to bless the work of their hands and they were able to complete their building projects. In Colossians 3.23, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Make no mistake, God has placed you right where he wants you to be. You can work for him in your classroom, on your sports team, at a rehearsal, at your job. You can work for him at home. You can work for him in a relationship. You can work for him at your meetings, 
with your friends. There is no limit to the places and kinds of work you can do for him. There is nothing too small or unimportant when we do it for God. So the challenge here, get real about your progression killers. God wants you to live a life committed to serving him. Your hands are one of the biggest tools he has given you to work for him. Create your own reminder of this. Okay? Really think about that. If you have to paste it on your refrigerator, put it on an index card and put it in your purse, whatever you got to do, your, your working is unto the Lord and he will bless those that are faithful to him. Right? No hater can stop God's favor. Okay? So I want to give you a couple of beautiful reminders. There shall be no demonic access to your life. Every evil door closes in October. You are increasing in the Lord, growing in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and man. You are increasing in spiritual authority. By the end of this month, a significant breakthrough will come. So, so important. Be still and know that God is God. There shall be no evil that befalls you, nor shall any blessing be withheld from your life. God is working all things for your good because you love him and are called to his purposes. Hold on. You're about to see stunning proof that God is working for you. God is protecting you. He is setting you up for greater blessing, and he's about to favor you in a public setting. All things will work for greater blessing. Watch God bring out all. Watch God bring you out on top and put you at the top. Receive and get ready to testify in October and November in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a word, y'all. If you have not shared (laughs) this episode, this is your reminder to go ahead and share this fire with somebody that needs it. You cannot afford to not know who you are for such a time as this. You cannot afford to be in disobedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If you want to really receive God's favor, walk in agreement with his perfect will and plan for your life. Even in the midst of opposition or adversity, God will still perfect all things concerning you. Don't let progression killers keep you stuck. Don't wait for other people to give you permission to make a change. You don't have to settle for safe. If you don't change it, then don't complain about it. It is your time. It's elevation season. It's time to make some moves. All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed.